Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Adrian, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. We are two people who love Disney Parks and started this podcast so that we can drink all about Disney with other theme parks and Disney-loving fans, just like you. Okay, now that's out of the way. Let's find out what Epcot Pavilion we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. It's the host pavilion, but not your ghost host. More like your audio-animatronic stage show of American history host. The one that begs you to spread your golden wings while spreading butter all over your bagels. Sadly, there's no bagels here. But we do have funnel cakes and turkey legs, just like our forefathers intended. It's the American Adventure Week. Are you ready to get your patriotic on? All right, we're going to gather some facts and some drinks, and we'll be right back. America, spread your golden wings, sail on freedom's wind, cross the sky, great bird, with your golden dreams, flying high, flying There's lots of interpretive dance going on here. Oh my god, I feel so fucking. <laughs> you feel patriotic. like a bald. You feel like a bald eagle right I now, could right? Fucking fly right now. I know, I know. It th- there is so much power in that. Yeah, song. I'm, I'm just like spreading my golden. Yeah, you're just like pasty white wings. Heading right to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy me a cooler. It's <laughs> a bear. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, Ryan? You feeling patriotic today? Oh, I feel so good, so patriotic. I am proud to be an American. Where at least I know I got yeah, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so we are in the middle of our World Showcase showdown, and guess what, guys? Oh, we're halfway there. <laughs> oh, uh, separation of church and state. Oh, no living on a prayer here. Well, that's true. This is America. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've traveled around the world pavilion the right way through Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yep, well, halfway there anyway. And so. we're coming around the mountain and we've got to the centerpiece, the showpiece of the world pavilion. Uh, yeah. That's what it's, it's the host pavilion. Okay. America welcomes you to the world showcase. Okay. Well, hey, that's what Roy intended. So you better like it. Thanks, Roy. And because we're American today, mm-hmm. guess what we're drinking? Better be something classic. Beer. There's uh, nothing more American than beer. <laughs> it's, it's true. And hot dogs. But we're drinking the the most American beer, Budweiser. I I, I love king me of a, beers. I love me a king of beers. I love me a red a red stomp. Budweiser is considered the most American beer. It originated in 1876. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser claimed the crown of the first nationally distributed beer nearly 150 years ago by means of pasteurization and innovative refrigerated railroad cars. Wow. Nowadays, Anheuser-Busch forms a part of the world's largest brewing company, and Budweiser remains the king of beers. Yeah. Brewed in every sewer this side of the Mississippi. Mm. That that tastes like a porch, like a front porch. Oh, yeah. Like a... Cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fits just right. Oh, God. 
Um, guys, we're talking about America today, so I don't have to worry about cultural appropriation because I'm as American as apple pie. Yeah, I, yeah. This is maybe the only. We'll find some way to get. We're gonna get. We're gonna offend but, somebody. Yeah. I mean, I just literally made, made fun of the whole country music genre, so um, it will happen. But I'm excited to be here because. I just am really enjoying this tournament. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the, you look. Epcot is, I think, both of our favorite yeah. parks, and you know, this is probably why is like this this whole world showcase the whole weirdness of this the weird this thing. the weird case. And uh, this is a, you know, this is like an unassumingly weird pavilion. It is because it's just so fucking normal. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> like it's um, colonial. America, Colonial America, um, and Muppets, and Muppets, <laughs> and robots, and audio animatronics yeah. of of people that didn't live during the same time. Talking, no, all different, hanging out together. together. Mark Twain's hanging out with Ben Franklin. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's, it's, it's super weird. Um, so we are, like I said, we're talking about the um American Adventure, which is interesting that that one's named. They, everyone's like the UK Pavilion, the Morocco Pavilion. This is the American Adventure. Not yeah, the America so like, Pavilion. So, like, the whole pavilion is named after the... The ride. Attraction. The attraction, yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. It is weird. And when... Or is the attraction named after the pavilion? What came first? I'm pretty sure that the country... Whoever's smoking the, the cigarette? The, the country came first. And, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Whoever's smoking the cigarette is the one who came first. Uh, uh, so, I let's go... we were trying to keep it classy, <laughs> and... I love that cartoon. That was just... Um, so we're co- let's cover the basics. Uh, as you enter the World Showcase from Future World, the American Adventure is directly across the lagoon. It is the centermost pavilion of the World Showcase and is flanked by Italy on the east and Japan on the west. It is actually the southernmost point of Epcot. Well, well, well. Yeah. Who, who cares? The pavilion includes an audio-animatronic stage show, also called the American Adventure, an outdoor stage and amphitheater, the America Gardens Theater, an American Heritage Gallery with rotating exhibits, um, a fast food eatery, very American, um, and a small shop as all set amongst landscaped walkways and gardens. I don't get that vibe. What? Yeah. Where is that? I mean, on the very corners, there is a gazebo where Santa Claus sits during the holidays with Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Can't get more American, American than that. Than that. Um I, I don't know. I, is, it, I, is it Santa wearing his like? Is it Florida Santa where he's like wearing like his sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt? Yeah. No, it's North Pole Santa in a, in the America Pavilion. It's hot as fuck, man. It That's is just mean. It is mean. I mean, but they they. I mean, they, at least they put him in a gazebo. He's they, not under the sun. Santa doesn't have like the Pluto costume though. Pluto's a do- That's he's not costume. What costume? Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Running the magic. Um. <laughs> No, that poor cast member is, uh, it's a tough day for sure. Yeah. So I think, unless you want to chat about this, I think we should just drink this pavilion, get right into it. You just want, you just want to dive, dive. I just right want in. to dive into it because, um, because I get uncomfortable hanging out here in the, in the, <laughs> okay. in right. this, in this prequel area. I like to just get in there. Let's, just, it's very American to me. I have no patience. Yeah. Let's go for a swim. All right. Let's play drink that pavilion. All right. uh, it's basically a drink the difference game. We'd love you to play along at home. Uh, we're going to rank the pavilion through a series of technical and fun rounds and drink the point difference that we give each category. 
For example, if a category is worth 10 points and you give it 7 points, you're going to drink 3. 3 sips, 3 seconds. The shittier the pavilion, the drunker you get, play along. It's way more fun that way. We have two rounds. The technical rounds and we have the vibe round. Technical round has three categories. It's going to have a theme for 10 points. Um, rides and attractions for 10 points and then extra offerings for 10 points. And that's going to be a total of 30 points up for grabs in the technical rounds. And then the vibe round is 20 points. And that just means like, are you vibing? Are you feeling the vibe? Are you digging it? Are you vibing? We started the thing that sets Disney apart. The theme. Theme it out. Um, the architecture of the buildings here are done in classic English Georgian style inspired by Independence Hall, Boston's Old State House, Monticello, and Colonia Williamsburg. The structure's 110,000 bricks are handmade from Georgian clay, which were then colored and aged to make them look authentic. I like all bricks. Yeah, bricks, clay mm-hmm. bricks. Yep, that's kind of how they're kinda, made. Well, this is America. The roof is made of slate. That's <laughs> how roofs are made. The floors of marble and copper. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so this is an upgrade. The lobby and halls are going to be an upcharge. (laughs) Yeah. Who's paying for this? Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's sponsors this pavilion, right? Do they? No. (laughs) I don't know. You know that McDonald's sponsored Dinoland USA? Oh, no. I I could totally guess that. They did, though. For sure. Mm. You could buy Dino Fries. Mm. (laughs) Dino Burger. The lobby and halls are lined with uh, quotations from notable Americans, such as Walt Disney. Oh, <laughs> Charles Lindbergh. They reach out of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did they check with them. If they could use them. <laughs> and Rand, Tom Thomas Wolfe, and Jane Adams, and the artwork depicts the development of the United States. Interesting people that they chose. There's a bunch more. Yeah, but like those are all. Um, what say it? Like they they like those are all people like Anne Rand and uh, Jane Adams and stuff. Like they all have like like very distinct viewpoints on America and how it should how it's be. Spro- how, how it spreads its golden ways. Yeah, how it's supposed to spread its golden yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it doesn't necessarily like go like in line with the people. Yeah, See, yeah. this is how we get canceled. Just um, putting it out there. As the host nation and the centerpiece of the world showcase, the American venture is built on a slightly higher elevation. Damn straight it is. Than the surrounding pavilions. We put ourselves on a pedestal and we know it. <laughs> Little trophy. The landscaping here is the most structured of all the countries represented. The symmetrical planting uh, and all American plant material. Wow, they got American plants in the American pavilion. How did they do it? They went down the street. Imagineering. <laughs> it all gives the feeling of Philadelphia formality fuck is philadelphia formality is that like getting a cheesesteak and uh like taking it out of the wrapper before yeah you and shouting like eagles <laughs> fly eagles fly <laughs> i don't know is that what they do in philadelphia yes that yeah <laughs> eagles spread your golden wings <laughs> fly. let the football sing the building uses, this is my favorite thing about this, so I'm sure you like it too. The building uses forced perspective to make a five-story building appear to be only two and a half stories. That's my, f- every time I go, I look at those tiny windows. I love it. Uh, there is an, a large. I'm ra- surprised that it's a five-story building. It's, yeah. It does not feel like a five-story building out there. When you're in the theater, when you go to see American yeah. Adventure, you're like, whoa, okay. But yeah, from the outside. Yeah, they you did, have to like they, ride an escalator up in. Yeah, they got to go around the ramp. Yeah. 
Uh, take a look at the clock face. You will see a numerical one, two, three, four, as opposed to the Roman numeral four, because this fuck is- Romans. That's why, damn it, not doing not doing my numbers like some fucking Italian. Oh my god, that was Ryan Bieber who said that. I have been. If that was Adrian bad. Hamilton, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> uh, this was done to prevent confusion when viewing the clock from a distance. I stand by what I said. <laughs> Ain't no fucking Romans. During the holidays, the American venture is home to the gingerbread American icons like the Washington Monument and the Capitol Building. So this is a tricky, tricky category for... Okay, hear, hear me out on this. I've thought about this a lot when I was thinking about the theme of this pavilion. They went colonial. It's, it's, it's tough. They were originally, and I think you maybe have. Like, so, Ryan, you, I think we should reveal you have a concept art, original concept art of this pavilion. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I feel like in my research of this, I understand that concept art a little bit more because they were originally going to make this pavilion reflect three periods of American history. Okay. And it was going to be sort of like a conglomeration of different parts of american history but then they scrapped that they went colonial they went colonial america colonial williamsburg so i don't i don't know much about as much about like other countries um but are other countries stopped in a moment in time in how they're represented i mean like i feel like a lot of these other countries kind of still resemble that vibe and feel today i i mean i i think that you can make an argument that there are places in the united states that look and feel well like philadelphia you know as as the colonial especially you know growing up in the northeast yeah you know we have a lot of colonial buildings and and there are places that uh, look just like this uh, this grand building. And I think maybe that's why I don't think of it as anything special because right. I grew up with, like, the library kind of looks like this thing. And, like, yeah. you know, like our town hall, like, yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, like that. And uh, it's just not all that special. Um, I feel like they had to pick an elegant period in American history. Well, to- it's it's interesting to pick, like... So, all right. So I, I don't know if we've ever even talked about this before, but like, so my, uh, in architecture school, mm-hmm. I had to pick a thesis and my thesis was to do a pavilion. It was going to be a Russian pavilion. And then my right. teacher said, what the fuck do you know about Russia? <laughs> right. And I said, very little. And he said, well, why don't you do something about something that you do know about? And I was like, well, I'm American. And then I started this, you know, two year journey of like trying to figure out what the fuck America is. Oh, and so, so I, so I, you know, like I ended up like going through the process of like, like if I was to remake an American pavilion, right? If you were, if you were to do it, how it would have looked, what would I do? What did you do? And so I didn't do an aesthetic that had anything to do with, with like, uh, America's past at all. I, what I did was I based my understanding of America on like, uh, on six tenets of like what Americanism is like, what is it to be an American? And then what do each of those ideas or ideals, like what do they evoke for like a form? So like, you know, like what does loyalty, you know, evoke as a form and what is like, you know, uh, nationalism, 
like what do these things like bring up as as far as form making? And so like that got me out of having to like pick uh, a a place because you know America is a melting pot and it's this yeah. massive thing that, you know, is 50 States that each could be like, really could each be their own country. They each right. have their own identity. Yeah. So like, how do you bring that together into like one United idyllic, States? Well, like one United vision of like, yeah. you know, that, that we can all like when we all visit this place. Cause you know, as an American, it's kind of like your duty to like go to Disney world at some point and like, and you're going to visit this thing. That's why, you know, it's so important that it has kind of a serious, there's kind of a serious aspect to this pavilion. There more is. So, more so than I think any of the other pavilions. You know, like when Disney deals with Americanism, they take it seriously. You know, like the whole presidents yeah. is not like, it's it's not a joke. It's like, it's no. a serious thing. And like the American adventure is a serious thing. Maybe too serious it might be too serious it might be too serious it's it's not a it's not a jovial show no it's the way like carousel of progress is correct yeah Yeah. um so so like i went through this like this like real trying to understand of like how to make a place that deals with what it is to be an american and and immediately after i handed in my thesis the day after i handed in my thesis i took a road trip uh, across america Mm-hmm. I drove across America from uh, Rhode Island, where I lived and went to school, yeah. to San Diego, California, where I was going to live for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And the moment that I got to San Diego, I was like, "Well, fuck that one up." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like now that I've seen the country, like in you know more totality, yeah. I'm like, "Should have done this first, right?" <laughs> you know, like yeah. now I get it a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So you know. Uh, did the Imagineers go for a ride past Philadelphia and go to someplace else before they decided to do this? I don't know. I feel like if they you, that that um, what you call it, that amusement park that was in New York, it was uh, I forget the name of it, like Freedom Land. Mm-hmm. That probably like because that had all the parts of Amer- of America. And my mom told me that you would go like you'd be, uh, you know, in Chicago for the fires, yeah. and then you'd be in the cattle, and so for the for those of you don't, that don't know you should you should look up freedom land it yeah it's a, a theme park in the 70s it was in the, it was in the yeah it was in the bronx which now is a place called co-op city mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and freedom land the the map of the park was essentially the the shape of the united states yeah you know and and so like yeah like when you were in like the area that was kind of shaped like texas you know, there was the OK Corral and you're yeah. like in like an old west area. And then as you were in Chicago, they had like the great Chicago fire that they lit the, the fucking building on fire twice a day. Yeah. And uh, and when you were in Boston, I don't know, you had tea or some shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my my mom and my and my grandmother loved it. They were like, oh, my God, we loved Freedom Land. We'd go there all the time. It was such a cool place. But I feel like if there was some way to take that template which by the way the imagineers from freedom land were people that worked with walt mm-hmm. and they broke off because they some disagreements i don't know the whole story but they they designed freedom land so there was i think, th- I think our boy harper goff 
actually worked oh, on yeah. Land. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cheers. I'm pretty sure our boy Harper did. Cheers to the Imagineers. To we didn't Cheers. say what mugs we're drinking out today. I'm drinking out of my Disney World mug that um, has my face on it and my sister and Stephanie when we were there in the fall, which is fall right now at Disney. So I feel like it was appropriate. Nice. I like it. I like it. You're uh, drinking out of your Epcot mug? We're in Epcot. I'm drinking out of my Epcot mug. <laughs> it's getting dirtier by the day. <laughs> it is It is going to be like... Started out white. Now it's like a mustardy. Yeah, it is, it is going to be neon yellow. <laughs> it's going to be cool. No, I am watching it. I am watching it in between uh, our shows. Of course I am. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, no, of course he um, is. <laughs> it's going to be yellower than my teeth. So a pack of Pall Malls. I feel like we stayed on this topic for a while because I think it's tricky. It is tricky. Um, and I, I feel like very conflicted on how I feel about it, but there are places like, which it makes sense, like actually colonial Williamsburg mm-hmm. in Virginia that does it better. You know, I mean, it's, it makes sense cause it's, it's authentic. Yeah. It's tricky. <sighs> like, you know, with, with some of these places, like, yeah, just go to the real thing. Go to Monticello. Yeah. It's there. Like, you know. Go see, go see the real thing. Yeah. Uh, go to the Liberty, you know, go to um, Philadelphia and you can see the right. Liberty Bell and all that. And it's, it's, you know, it's there and it's legit. Right. Just go to Boston. It, the whole thing is just this pavilion. Right. So in terms of overall theme here, I don't think that, I don't think it knocks it out of the park. And I don't know that it's anybody's fault. That's where I'm prefacing that because it's like, it's a, like you posed with your thesis it's a hard question to answer in a square footage and make a place encompass america yeah i don't know i don't know that there's a because it's such a big place i don't know that there's an aesthetic that captures the identity yeah um and if there was like a a bullshit aesthetic that captures the identity it probably is colonial and and they probably did pick the right thing the right time period, you know, our forefathers, that's what the yeah. whole thing is about is like, let's, you know, make America great again. And like, you know, when they're, when we're really talking about making America great again, like that's, those are the tenants that we're talking about. Right. Is like 1700s great again. Well, you just know. like the, and when you watch like the American adventure, you're kind of like, it's just like you, there's this thing where it shows the pilgrims going over. And I think when I'm watching that show, I'm like, they were so brave, like to leave this cushy European, not that it was cushy, but like to come to America, to leave the known. Yeah. Unknown for the unknown. And just, and like that voyage where like people died and the dysentery and all this stuff. And it's for sure. For sure. Like it, it was. So I think that, you know, it's good to focus on that aspect of, of American history. So I get it. Um, yeah, I mean that idea of like a, a bright, a bright future for tomorrow, yeah. is is so it's so Disney, mm. right? And and it's so American, uh, you know. I mean, like that's what that's what Carousel Progress is all about is like this great big beautiful tomorrow, right? And like you know the that idea and ideal is like what causes people to go against like everything in your body is telling you don't get on that boat. Cause like there's a good chance you could die. Yeah. You know, like that's what helps you to get on the boat is because like there is a great big, beautiful tomorrow to be right. had over there. Freedom. That's why people would go on the Oregon trail across amazing hardships and over mountains and rivers mm-hmm. and valleys to try to get to, you know, a, a place that they don't even know <laughs> what it is or what it's like. Right. It's not like now we can look it up on our phones. No. Yeah. They, it's just, it's going into the unknown for the sake of a brighter future. And I think sure. that that is like, that really is what Americanism like 
is at, at its core. Sure. Um, and so maybe that is the right time period to focus on. And, and, sure. and you, it is beautiful. Did you ever think that it is? It is. Did you ever think like the whole Main Street vibe would have been a cool thing? Like that whole um, sort of. Done it. Did it. Right. Disney, that's what I was. Disney did it better. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if they went that way, that sort of Victorian thing it maybe would have just felt like just main street epcot <laughs> yeah I, like for, for me one of one of the downfalls of this pavilion is that it's just one giant big building and then a mm. amphitheater in front of it right there's no there's nothing to explore yeah there's nothing to explore so i mean like if uh in the original plans for main street there was supposed to be a like an offshoot uh like where now there's bathrooms and stuff but you were supposed to like turn to the right and it was going to be like a like a little liberty village and there was actually supposed to be a show where like you saw thomas edison inventing the light bulb mm. and you know like it was going to be like a small animatronic show and uh i think if they like added something like that like where you know maybe it's like the the large town hall but then there's like little village on each side that you can kind of go and explore and maybe there could be some fun shops and yeah you know it, and if they wanted to keep everything on uh, in this one big building, you could do like a an indoor outdoor type thing, like they like the Mexico Pavilion or something. It it just being like it's so um, it's so grand, you know. Like you walk into the grand rotunda, the and rotunda, like, yeah, and marble, like, yeah. yeah, and the marble, and it's just like like all right, guys, but like we're not in this fucking Smithsonian, like we're in Disney, like can't we have some fun with this, right? Right. Well, this, we'll talk about how we would plus it. Yeah. At like, the end, but and I have some ideas. I don't know if you do, but I mean um, that was just kind. I just kind of. <laughs> you're you're just saying I, like I add blew a little my top on that one. I guess. So. Yeah, like like a Vegas side of of. <laughs> just like some fun. Like some let's fun. Get, let's let's not be so serious. It is very so serious. serious. So what do you give this pavilion on theme? Um, I'm gonna give it a. We're going out of ten points. Set of ten points. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, I was gonna split the just like it's the it's halfway there. I was gonna give it a five. Um, and now we're gonna go into entertainment. That's ride shows and live performances. This is also ten points as we've been talking about ad nauseum. The American Venture is a show in this one building that exists in. The uh, pavilion that is the American Venture. Um, so as you sit down before the show, you will notice 12 statues, six on each side of the theater. These are the spirits of America. See, like I should have looked up these before doing my thesis. It would have saved me a whole lot of time. Well, Ryan, I'm going to give you the, the 12 spirits of America. And I want you to tell me which one is not one of the spirits. Okay. I'm going to, okay. I'll give them to you by days of Christmas. <sighs> Individualism on the first day of America. My innovation to me. tomorrow, independence, compassion, history. Compassion is a tough one these days, by the way, freedom, heritage, pioneering, knowledge, Self-reliance and adventure. Oh, those are all good. Yeah. I don't think tomorrow is weird. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with tomorrow. No, it's it's there. That's one? It is weird. I thought the same thing. Tomorrow. If compassion is not one of them, then I'm so sad for us. Compassion is one of them. Do you think individualism is one of them? Yeah, I do. Innovation. Yeah. Independence. Yeah, Independence Hall. History. 
I guess not. We don't really like history. <laughs> so no. Yeah, I don't know. Just give me the right one. It's not history. History is the wrong. One. History is the is the fake one. Oh, okay. Because there's heritage, so it's like I guess. Oh, that's that's what, yeah, one of the same. It thing. was the history one was discovery. So those are the tenements. Um, they're all life-size the and high-life tenements. tenements of America. They're the all life-size. If we were tenements of America, we'd all be the living tenants. in a squatter hotel. The, ten- the tenements is very American. Though. Yes. Uh, they're all life-size and highlighted during the final sequence of the show. There are 35 audio-animatronic figures used in scenes depicting the Pilgrims' arrival on Plymouth Rock, the Boston Tea Party, George Washington at Valley Forge, and the writings of the Declaration of Independence, the Civil War, slavery, and the invention of the telephone. Phone. Disney's attention to detail is evident in the speeches and broadcasts used. They're often the original text and where available the actual recordings. The theme song for the American Adventure is Golden Dream. Can we just can we can we do it again? Let's do it again. Yes. America spread your golden wings. I love that whistle. Sail on free. So good. Across the sky, uh, you can't not like, like I keep on like I'm flexing my muscles. To this. Yeah, oh, it's like it feels good. Like, well, go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> the crescendo, man. Um, <laughs> two versions now exist for Golden Dream. Um, the song gets there was original one was an, with an orchestra and then this one is the is the remix remix the song gets its biggest push at the end of the attraction during the montage sequence sequence of famous Americans the song is also used as the finale to Disneyland's great moments with Mr. Lincoln uh, during the show when the Statue of Liberty is shown um, and the torch set rises that's such a fucking vibe mm-hmm. uh, behind the torch in the cloud of smoke forms a hidden Mickey Oh, so I let everyone know that. So, American Adventure uh, is you a twenty-nine. Love those. those are your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I always add them as things when they're just something that I just don't ever give an f about when yeah. I'm in the park. Um, <laughs> the American Adventure is twenty-nine minutes long. It's a long show. Yeah, it's. I think that's one of the it's reasons a, why. Yeah, there's a little spoiler alert, Adrian. Oh, I'm not spoiled. You can spoil them. I know what you're going to say. Never actually sat down and seen it. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't because, like, you love the song. I know I love the song, but like, that's the only reason to go. Yeah, no, I and and look, I'm I'm not above it. <laughs> it just hasn't been convenient. It, like, like I show up and like, oh, it just started, and then what am I going to do? Wait around America for half an hour? There's nothing to fucking do. No, and then go to Italy. It's even worse. Yeah, you can go to um, Japan. Go to Japan. Go to, the, go to the store for a couple minutes and then come yeah. back. Yeah. Or you I can wait in the rotunda. No, fuck that. Wait a minute. It's no, it's not. Because that guess who plays there? The Voices of Liberty, which is our next attraction. This has be, developed a cult following. Voices of Liberty are like a must-do for people, more than the American Adventure. Yeah, I have a problem with this. I was going to say what they are first, then you okay. tell me the problem. Okay. And then, um, we're, okay. An eight-part acapella singing group known as the Voices of Liberty performs American folk songs in the rotunda of the American Adventure. Oh, you just named the problem. Cool. <laughs> Performances are Wednesday through Sunday, and they could be found. They can also be found on the uh, outdoor stage at the America Gardens Theater. It's better when they're there. 
Mondays and Tuesdays they're there. Singing arrangements of popular American songs. And just so you can understand what we're talking about, Ryan is going to hit play, and we're going to hear the dazzling vocaling styles of the Voices of Liberty. She does. She can. She can belt. Yeah, whoever that chick was in the towards the beginning. That one that went. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Mariah Carey. She, yeah. she Christina Aguilera. She's one of the problems. <laughs> so you're saying that I, I like them. I like them out in the amphitheater mm-hmm. because I can watch them from the promenade and then leave. But like, if you're in the rotunda, they they I feel you feel like you have to stay. Well, you, you sit on the ground, Indian style, Don't in the like rotunda. <laughs> and they're in their colonial garb there. Don't like it. See, I like that better. That feels very Dickens to me. And, and during the holidays, they're in full, like, Chris, and they sing Christmas songs. Yeah, which, obviously, yeah, I don't know if, oh. if you guys understand this about Adrian yet, but, like, she's... Uh, <laughs> Maybe obsessed she's, with Christmas she's more than Disney. for Christmas. And, uh... <laughs> that makes me sound like the wacky aunt. Well... <laughs> You have you have nieces and nephews. I know. So I don't know what else you do. Cuckoo um, for Christmas. I am though. I might love Christmas I mean, more than I love Disney. Adrian, there's there's a moment every October, probably October fifteenth, where you tell me you, we you show up at work one day and you Can't tell me look at you and you tell me I redid my apartment for Christmas. <laughs> And I say it's not even. It's not right. even. The, this is hyperbolic. Let me wait a minute. <laughs> this is no, no, no. The, you have the same Christmas decorating schedule that Walmart does. <laughs> I I decorate the day after Halloween. Everybody, um, let's not let's not get carried Fine. away. But yeah, like at Christmas time, they're, but they have, you've they have been like, planning it in your head. Where you're oh gonna yeah, do no, it. I, I get the, I get it ready. Of course, I mean, um, come on. So the <laughs> the voices of liberty. Um, back to them. Um, I like I like them in the rotunda better. It's more intimate. Yeah, I think that the I understand why you would like them for that. I think that that's the reason that I. Right, that I am uncomfortable with it. You want I'm, more fun in the building, and I want more, more serious. I want more tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want more Dickens guard. I want more Dickens. <laughs> yeah, um, I love them. I, I want more great. Dickens is going to be a new T-shirt we're going to make. Uh, that's a big. That's a big entertainment point because they have a cult file following. I mean, people would have Voice of Liberty T-shirts if they could. I'm sure. I'm sure they can. You know, go, go check your <laughs> local tea public. Um, but uh, acapella group doing bo- doing boring songs. Why this is so funny? I don't know why this is like a big plus for people. <laughs> Ryan, it's it's beautiful and different. And if this emotional. was in Italy. This, this would a, be a giant negative. This is an acapella like that guy that sings like, and I swear, you want him. By the moon and the stars and the sky. You want that guy? Yeah. On the American Artist Theater? That yeah. type of acapella? Yeah. Right. Not in the rotunda. Get the fuck out of the rotunda. I swear. You know what should be in the rotunda? Is like one dude playing a dope piano nonstop. 
and like he's playing like really nice, beautiful, like like he, Americana. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he does like like uh, like America through the ages. So like he starts with like like very traditional mm-hmm. colonial music all the way through like like jazz age and, and to, to, you know does some Billy Joel and shit and uh, yeah, that's what I think that they should. That's do. not a bad idea. They could probably do that yeah. also. Yeah, 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 and then he can because Voice of Liberty play for fifteen minutes. Yeah. They play 15 minutes three times a day. Or Feels like, like four hours. Oh, God. You're a poor sport. They're, speaking of jazz, uh, they also have the Soul of Jazz, an American adventure, is located in the space and celebrates the distinctly American musical art form of jazz. Joe Gardner, the musician, mentor, and teacher from Disney Pixar Soul, shares the history of jazz as he takes viewers on a musical tour of several influential American cities throughout the film. Uh, those cities are highlighted in the new exhibit along with artifacts from legendary jazz musicians, including Satchmo, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, Satchmo. Um, the movie, it, like, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not yeah. familiar. So, like, there's, like, a, like a sit-down, or is it just playing, like, it's on an a exhibit. TV? Or? An exhibit. So it's just, like, playing on a TV? Well, there's a TV, but then there's also, like, like claymations and different things. Exhibit. Yes, yeah, of, like, like uh, ma- maquettes. I believe yeah. they're called, right? Like, uh, yeah. And um, then there's like some, yeah, like there's actually a tr- one of Louis Armstrong's trumpets and stuff like cool. that. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a rotating, um, rotating exhibit. Exhibit, yeah. There also is uh, creating tradition, innovation, and change in American Indian art, is an American, American Indian history and cultural exhibit come to life. Um, they have, uh, uh, Indian uh, art displays and works of contemporary Native artists alongside artifacts from centuries past demonstrating how ancestral craftsmanship influences modern generations. There are currently 89 pieces on display which represent 40 different American Indian tribes from seven geographic regions across the United States. There needs, there should be a Pocahontas meet and greet here in America Pavilion. Problematic, but sure. Why is it Problematic. I, I think it's actually problematic that she's not there. I mean, the whole depiction of Pocahontas in that movie is like pretty problematic, and the it's, it, the real history is a little bit more rapey. We'll put it that way. Well, but like the I, I don't know. I, I I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't it's, know. It's a little. It's just. It's a little tough. I I agree. If they like, if they made the pavilion a little bit differently, and like they could have you know, more of a Native American section to it rather mm-hmm. than just, like, you know, a, a room where they have, like, the smallpox blankets that the fucking Native Americans were given. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, we could do something. But, like... All right, let's, let's like, rank this. Uh, ten points in this category. Where, where are we right now? We're, we're in oh, we're entertainment. On, we're on entertainment, okay. Ten points. There's a, there was a lot of entertainment in this pavilion. Yes, yeah, yeah And yeah. we didn't even mention... I didn't mention the American Gardens Theater because that's a changing... Uh, theater. That's also part of the entertainment. There's a massive. Oh, I think that's, that's a huge part of. There's it. a massive theater out there. Yeah. So we've also got that. Totally. So entertainment. I think that this pavilion does pretty well. I mean, there's no ride. There's no like you know if frozen. One thing after. that America knows how to do. It's to entertain. entertainment. That's kind of our thing. It is our thing. Uh, I'm going to give this pavilion a a six in entertainment. Really? Oh, <laughs> giving it a seven. Really? Yeah. Well, well, well. I'm confused now. Because I thought you were going to go higher. Mm-mm. Do you want me to do this thing again? Do I have to... Is like... The... America, spread your Still a seven? Seven. 
It's a seven. I'll tell you why it's a seven. Okay. Because it's really an eight. You're right. <laughs> okay. Because that's what I gave it. <laughs> okay. And I was like, I've never even done this fucking attraction and I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, it's an eight. The, <laughs> I, I give it an eight for just the animatronics. Just the robots. If yeah. there's nothing else there, I would give. It I think that the eight. reason that I'm that I kind of went a little low was because though there is entertainment, it's not exciting. But the same. True. But we. I guess I must have given. Canada just has like Canada, and I gave that a high one just for that song. Yeah. So you're right. I'm gonna give it an eight. Cool. We'll each drink two. Yeah. Cheers. That was a mess up. I'm kind of drunk. I'm glad I was able to talk you out of, you know, low-balling your yeah. own country. Jeez. Oh, my God. Now this is where this this is going to tank. Extra offerings. <laughs> Food shops, uh, kiosks, and edutainment. I'm going to treat you like Italy. <laughs> There's no sit-down uh, restaurant in this pavilion, which is one of the only ones that doesn't have one. Uh, they do have the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, Craft Drafts, and Barbecue. The new barbecue joint only opened in early 2020 and features the Muppet Sam Eagle as host. The backstory is that Sam is hosting a barbecue competition, so guests dining here will find barbecue inspired by four different regions of the United States. My father got food here and was disgusted by it. <laughs> like, it was so bad. He got ribs, and they were horrible. <laughs> the, the tagline for this restaurant is, uh, this is... Uh, it's a restaurant about all foods, but mostly barbecue. Most, yeah, that's that's their thing. Like great moments in history, but only the American parts. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's that's it as, as far as food that like actual like where you can get like a meal. Then they have funnel cakes for those seeking a fried dough treat. Don't miss the funnel cake kiosk right outside of the. I just think that's so funny. Such a Mall of America thing, a funnel cake. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's the Fife and Drum Tavern, which serves turkey legs and snacks. But it's not, it's not a tavern. No, it's not a tavern, but it's called the Fife and Drum Tavern. It's just a kiosk. Yeah, it's just, you can get turkey legs, you can get beer. Yep. You know, but yeah, it's not like a tavern. There should be a, there should be a tavern in this yeah. pavilion. There should be a lot of fucking things. There should be a lot of fucking things. Um, okay. And this extra offerings, this uh, there's oh in terms of stores, there's the Art of Disney. This shop was previously located near the park's front entrance and moved to this location in 2019 as part of Epcot's transformation. Artwork here runs the gamut from traditional contemporary, where you can find souvenirs, prints, and more. And then there's a pin cart. If pin trading, uh, you know, has your gaze, then there's another place for you to find a variety of pins. So you know that I love Disney art. I collect yeah. Disney art. I'm, I'm totally into it. Yeah, not this kind though. All of this art. Who the fuck buys it? Who puts this shit in their house? I don't know, dude. When I, it's the same stuff that I see at the Festival of the Arts. Yeah, where I'm is, like, this is this is a permanent Festival of the, Festival the Arts store. Oh. Who the fuck is putting a 12 by 18 <laughs> painted Lady and the Tramp eating a fucking meatball? <laughs> <laughs> on their goddamn wall. Who's doing it? I Show me them. Show me them. They're doing it, though. They've got to be. In droves, apparently. God damn it, Indiana. Stop fucking up. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah, this 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 is a very tragic category. There's so many different, like, food that, like, why why don't we, like, why is there a New Orleans restaurant here? Why, like, there's just. Why isn't, why isn't there. A Southwest. We have so like I know. it's a giant country. There's so many fucking options. Yeah. Um, we could do better than funnel cakes and turkey legs. We can. 
Yeah. They could give us a little bit more. Like it's and then in terms of stores. Why are we doing turkey legs, period? Go to the other park if you want turkey legs. Yeah. I guess they think it's American. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, the problem is that like, you know, we have this has this has, you know, as we just mentioned, this has a, a, a very well put together, well thought out show. Yeah. And then they just stopped. Yeah. They just said, Okay, well we did Good it. Enough. We did it. They're gonna come it. for the show. Maybe they're maybe they're saying like, look, they're not coming here to eat anyways. They're gonna go to, uh, well, they're not going to Morocco next door, that's for sure. But like, they're gonna go someplace else. Yeah, no. And then maybe they're thinking like, well, you know, all food in Disney World besides the food that is in the cultural represented zones is American food. Like, we don't need to have an. But it's like, but they should be like showcasing a different. Like, there is no New Orleans restaurant in all of Disney World. Look, if even if you wanted to do barbecue. Do good barbecue. Yeah. Do if good you want to do, look, look, do well, American should, should food. knock it out of the park. People love chicky nuggies. Give them some chicky nuggies, but make them really good ones. So the place that was there before, like the quick service that was there before this, like they would have like Thanksgiving dinners. Mm-hmm. I think that was better than what, than this horrible barbecue. But also like, give me a place to eat the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It's, it's just a quick service. It was yeah. just a quick service. I thing. mean, but like, you know, even, uh, in in Magic Kingdom, what is it? Liberty Liberty Tavern, Liberty Tree Tavern, Liberty Tree Tavern. Like that's a nice place to eat. Yeah, and it's quick service. You know, like this eagle, this this regal eagle. <laughs> I fucking love the Muppets. Me too. And like you walk in there and you're like, "Where's the, there's no Muppets?" Like, yeah, it's just how come you don't have an animatronic of Sam Eagle acting like an asshole? Yeah, or even just like Muppet lore around. Yeah, instead so they have American. like instead they have like. Like a black and white photo of Gonzo in a in a cannon, and he's like, it's got his recipe for mac and cheese underneath it or some oh, shit. God. It's like, it's like, what are you person. doing? All right, so what are you giving it for extra offerings? Um, all right, so I uh, when when we when we did previous things that I was yeah. sandbagging, I, I'm not gonna. I mean, like, I'm not going all the way down to zero. No, but this is not a good category. I'm giving it a two. Yeah, I mean, and I think I'm giving it a three. You're lucky to get it. I'm giving it a three because I just feel bad. Yeah. So how are we at the end of the technical rounds? I don't feel like America is doing too good. Uh Oh, we're halfway there. I scored uh, at 14 and you scored at 16, so we've got a grand average of 15. That's not good. At a 30? Yep, halfway there. That's not good. All right. Well, now we go into the vibe, <laughs> which is not going to do much. It's not, it's not good either. It's not good either. The vibe isn't good. And it's another, like, another pavilion that's not lit well. Agreed. Well, it's got a giant thing in front of it. It's got a giant amphitheater in front of it, which yeah. I like the vibe of the back half of the amphitheater. There's mm-hmm. trees and stuff like that. I, I kind of dig yeah. hanging out. I like I've, I've done this before, and I liked grabbing a beer at night, grabbing a beer, and hanging out in the back while there was some show going on that yeah. I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, and, like, here's what I want to say, though, about this. like Some Bruce Springsteen tribute band is <laughs> playing. Um, <laughs> that's probably so true. <laughs> so. Grabbing a beer, watching a Bruce Springsteen tribute band. Um, if this, if, if this pavilion and its amphitheater 
was in any other theme park in the world, it would be amazing. Like it would be, you would you would you would see it, and you'd be like, "Wow, this is beautiful." But because it's a Disney, it's because it's an Epcot, and it doesn't it doesn't have the same like pizzazz. To me, it's like where that's where I feel like I'm so conflicted here because if this if we put this pavilion in in Universal, mm-hmm. and there this this is where you watch shows. This is where this is you'd be like they have this really cool pavilion in Universal where it looks like old like colonial America. They have this like land that's like colonial America. You can watch a show about America. I mean, it makes no sense for Universal. It's totally wrong. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you would think, wow, they they have this beautiful thing. Better have a roller coaster where you're like on Paul Revere's ride, right? If this was in Six Flags, this would be like the White House of Six Flags. Yes, it would just be so revered. Yeah. So we're we're judging it based on the Disney scale, which is a different scale. But if you go to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, Williamsburg, this is just the entire park is. The, well, yeah, I mean, but they have like they have yeah they have, they have like a Germany section too, and yes. it's beautiful like that. So, <sighs> all right, I'm, I'm vibing out. You're vibing. Uh, I gave it about half the points for its technical, so, and I'm giving it half the points for its vibe. You're giving it ten. I'm gonna give it a ten out of twenty. Okay. I'm going to give it a 12. All right. It's slightly higher because I do I do hang out there, oddly. I don't know why. I feel like I'm always sitting on that little wall. I get pissed off at how wide it is because I know that I have to walk through it because I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And I get mad that, like, this is wider than the other pavilions. This is the the pavilion where I think, like, oh, the World Showcase is, like, we're halfway. Like, I think that. I'm like, oh. Oh, halfway done. Yeah. See, half that. halfway there. It's, it's halfway it's, there. Whoa! So I I I so while you're while you're um adding up these scores, mm-hmm. I want to say like what I think would re- make this like would blow out this pavil. Blow it out. I I know something that they need to do in that either that Amerigardens Gardens Theater or so either they either they've got to add more Muppets to this pavilion. Either they've got to like take the American Adventure Show and they can plus it with more with Muppets. I think they could make it a little bit better with Muppets, <laughs> like telling the story, like that whole thing. I feel like they were trying that out with the great moments in history. I feel like they were they were giving us the feelers of how we would feel about the Muppets telling us American history. I, I really would like that show. Friggin' love it. I really like that show. It's super fun. And I like that idea. And here's my other idea. Do you think that that should be like... I kind of feel like that shouldn't be every time the show is played, but maybe like select times. I don't know how okay. you pull that off. But well, like, they do that kind of like in the France Pavilion where they have like yeah. the Beauty and the Beast some of the times. So like, yeah, yeah like but I think like, it would. I think that would be the packed out show, though. I think most people would go for the Muppets. Sure, I think so too. But like, it is nice. This there's something about the seriousness it that be I do combine. appreciate. It, I'm not saying we we. I'm just saying we add the we add the Muppets in an elegant way. Sure, okay. Where they're gonna they're gonna like welcome you into this seriousness, and like you were said, the fun. They're gonna inject a little bit of that fun. Sure. So you're not just like so. It's so fucking serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My other idea, since we we for some reason he's now in the fam. He's now in the Disney fam. I think that there should be a stage show 
based on the music of Hamilton. We've got Lin-Manuel Miranda. His Hamilton plays on Disney+. Plus. He was in the, the Mary Poppins movie. He wrote, he wrote all the songs for Moana. He would... We could get a mini, like kind of like how they have a stage show of Beauty and the Beach. So the rumor Hamilton. Mill, the rumor mill, yeah, was that, and check this out, there was going to be a rewrite of the Hall of Presidents Mm-mm. because that's boring as fuck. Yeah, and they were going to have the music being done by Lin Manuel and Weird Al. Wow, combined, yeah, like the two of them were going to write dope. a show and. It would take, it would be like the revised version of the Hall of Presidents, which is kind of exactly what you're asking for. It's like, it's yeah. like fun, like the fun injection. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we have some culture. We can have some different types of music and like, mm-hmm. like a cup, either it's like a songbook where it's a couple of the great songs or we can just do like a truncated version of Hamilton. I watched that the other day again with my parents and me and my mom were like, this is the greatest fucking play that ever existed. Like we were like we were crying, we were laughing. Like it's just it's such it the history like we were looking things up. I feel like it it brings children and adults into like looking up history because it's like it's putting it in a way that's so like interesting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would really plus this pavilion if there was some sort of like a Hamilton-esque thing. But maybe what you're saying is already sort of in the in the works. Potentially, potentially in the works. This was years ago that I heard this, uh, you know, not like many years ago, but pre mm-hmm. pre pandemic times like 2019 that that was in the rumor mill. And uh, I mean, I would love I would love that to happen. I think that that would be a huge plus to the Hall of Presidents. And if they weren't to do it there, but were to do like some sort of show, you know, maybe a part of Hamilton, maybe it's like a mixture of Hamilton and in the Heights. You know, like, yeah. like, let's get some modern shit in here, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of, like, this, like, you know, old forefather shit. And, right. You know, we're still a thriving country. You know, like, let's worry about today, right. too. Um, yeah, I think that those would be wonderful pluses to to really help this place out. excite the... We need to add a little bit of life to this pavilion. Yeah. You say fun. I say life. I want, like... I, I need it to have a little bit more of a pulse. Yeah, and I need I want more than just that one building. So like I want yeah. like I want two little villages off on the wings of that building, right? Uh, where you can there's uh, stores and yeah, food. go shopping and food. And they maybe they have a to have the space for like it. That. So I think for me that's that's where and maybe meet and greets and stuff like that. Yeah, like, um, it needs a revitalization. Maybe, yeah, the Pocahontas people, and then uh, I don't know who else is what else is America. Um, I think it's Pocahontas. I don't know if there's any other American princesses or anything. Fox and the Hound. Yeah, we can do Fox and the Hound. Robin Hood. Robin. No, that's that's UK. That's the UK. Damn it, that's true. Uh, there's got to be some more American. Write us. Write to us with who else is. What what are the American stories of? (laughs) What other cartoons are American? Snow White. No, she's German. Yeah, East Uh, German. Ichan. All right. Well, do you have anything else to plot? Oh, you can tell us the scores. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, at the end of uh, at the end of our game, I've given it a twenty four out of fifty. Oof, dude, not mm. even hitting fifty. Less than halfway there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get you halfway there. We're gonna give it. We're gonna change it from a ten to an eleven. We're now gonna be halfway there. That's where it belongs to me. Uh, Just like where it sits. Yep. And uh, and you've given it a twenty eight. 
So it's at a 26.5 as of now. Is that our lowest ranking pavilion? I believe so. Oh, my God. America, sorry about your... Uh, Until next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. (laughs) I'll tell you. I don't think it's going to be the... Guys, like we said, we're halfway there. So please stick with us because there will be a best and worst of the epcot pavilions that will be named by the end of this and we are really loving this series we hope you are too so um stick with us please uh the dark ride presented by drunk history is available every wednesday on apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever else podcasts are available the show is free but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing giving us five star rating and review or just telling a fellow disney parks loving friend to listen that really helps us out um if you have any questions you want to email us, we're going to be taking more questions on future shows. Uh, you can do that at drunkdistory at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok for lots of great Disney Parks content at drunkdistory. That's it, guys. And as always, thanks for drinking Disney with us. Cheers. Everybody's looking at me.